Hi, I'm Rochelle Gray. Over the past 20 years, I have struggled with the symptoms of seasonal affective disorder, but now I think it's time for a change. Join me in my journey of discovery as I find ways to manage the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual symptoms of depression. You know, we all need someone who understands what we're going through. So I'm here reaching out to you, and I hope you'll follow along as I learn about the causes, the symptoms, and the treatments available for SAD. Get ready to learn something new and maybe even see yourself in a whole new light. Good morning, my friends. It is another day here in Nova Scotia of ice. Not snow, not rain, but it's ice. Ice is falling from the sky and coating everything. And the only good thing about that is that when the sun comes out, everything looks amazing. And I love it when the sun comes out after an ice storm and all the trees are coated with ice and they're sparkling. And the sun just reflects off of them and it looks so amazing. And that got me thinking about vitamin D, the sunshine vitamin. So vitamin is actually an organic compound that we get through our diet. And that makes vitamin D really unique because as the sunshine vitamin, our body produces it naturally. When the good cholesterol in our skin reacts with UVB rays and creates an active form of vitamin D in our blood. We can also get it from food, but there's not a lot of food sources of vitamin D. There's a few animal-based ones, and there's only one plant-based source, which is from mushrooms, but only mushrooms that have been exposed to sunlight. If you're buying those commercial ones that are grown in the dark, they don't have any. Vitamin D is important for your bones. And why is it important for your bones? Because there's little receptors in your intestines that absorb that vitamin D floating around in your blood and helps them absorb calcium. Calcium is what you need for your bones. But vitamin D is also important for a whole bunch of different things in your body, your heart, your brain, your organs, your muscles, your endocrine system, your immune system, your cardiovascular system. Even the cells in your body require vitamin D to help them multiply. So where does it come from? D2 is plant-based and it only comes from mushrooms that are grown in the sun. And the one that we produce naturally from sunlight in our bloodstream, or we can eat from supplements or fish or eggs, is D3. So whether you're having a day in the sun or a day eating a whole bunch of fish and eggs, (laughs) you're going to need 800 to 1,000 international units of vitamin D in your blood. International units is just the way that they measure these fat-soluble vitamins. AED are the main three. The rest of them are measured in uh, micrograms. But for the fat-soluble ones like vitamin D, we're going to look for international units. 800 if you're 70 or less and 1,000 if you're 70 or older. Now, you got to put this into perspective here. We only need 800 to 1,000 IUs. If you go out in the sun and you stay out long enough so that the next day you have like a little pink kind of warmness to your skin, then you've just given yourself a 10,000 IU dose of sunshine. If you stay out longer than that, you could get up to 25,000 IUs. But because vitamin D is fat soluble, it stores all of that extra vitamin D in your fat cells. So that dose of vitamin D from sunshine will last you twice as long as eating it or taking supplements. 
Ideally, that's the best way to get your vitamin D. But then you have the dermatologist who tell you to avoid the sun. And that leads to deficiencies. You know, the dermatologists are saying, wear your sunscreen, wear your sunscreen. Well, sunscreen with an SPF of 30 reduces your vitamin D production by 95%. You can still out there with your sunscreen and instead of getting 10,000 IUs, you're getting 1,000. So you're getting your daily dose, but you're not getting anything extra like you would if you weren't wearing sunscreen. So many people are deficient in vitamin D and they don't even know it. They say that half of the population of the world is deficient in vitamin D. So we're not alone. It's not just the sad sufferers. The main reason people are deficient in vitamin D is because of sun exposure, reduced sun exposure. Number one reason is because of lifestyle. We hide from the sun. It's too hot in the summer. It's too cold in the winter. We are more interested in staying in and Netflix binging than we are in going outdoors and experiencing nature. Of course, air pollution also keeps us indoors. People with breathing issues don't go outside enough. Air pollution stops the UVB light from getting through the atmosphere to our skin. And our skin's probably covered with sunscreen, which further reduces the amount that gets through to the cholesterol in our skin. If you live closer to the equator, chances are you have darker skin than you would if you lived near the poles, and the pigments in your skin protect you from UVB rays. You might have longer days, but you're still not going to get the exposure you need because you're making 90% less vitamin D than somebody with Caucasian skin tones. There's so many things that cause reduced sunlight exposure. If you're a pregnant mother and you're not getting enough vitamin D, you're passing that on to your babies, which is why they have all those silly commercials about baby D drops. Your kids are born without the vitamin D that they need in their blood, so you have to supplement them in some way. Now, because we have to have vitamin D active in our blood for it to do the things that it needs to do, when we eat it, it has to be absorbed into our bloodstream. It has to go first through our liver and then through our kidneys before it's even turned into an active source we can use, which then goes back to the intestines and helps us absorb calcium. If you're getting the majority of your vitamin D through supplements and you have to go through that process, then if there's anything wrong with your liver or kidneys, you're not going to get enough vitamin D. Also, if you're older, you don't have as much cholesterol in your skin, your body doesn't convert supplements as quickly and as easily as somebody who's younger. So there's another way that your vitamin D levels will will drop. And if you have a disease like Crohn's or or ulcerative colitis, or your gut bacteria is out of sync, then you're not absorbing the vitamin D into your bloodstream at all, so that it can go to the liver and the kidneys and become the active source that you need. It's a great big system going on inside your body that's not just caused because of sun exposure. There are other reasons behind having a deficiency, and you have to be aware of them. So how do you know you have a deficiency? You can only discover if you have a vitamin D deficiency by having your vitamin D in your blood tested. You can't just take a whole bunch of supplements and think you've solved the problem because, as I just said, you have to absorb that supplement through your intestines. It has to go into your blood. It has to go to your liver, to your kidneys, and then you test it. When they do a blood test, depending on who you talk to, between 20 and 50 nanograms per milliliter that's what they use to measure it is nanograms per milliliter. 20 to 50 is considered good bone health. 
some doctors might say a little more, some might say a little less. If you have issues with osteoporosis, they might want you to have more. But ideally, you want 20 to 50 nanograms per milliliter in your blood. Without vitamin D, only 10 to 15% of the calcium that you eat, whether it's in food or in supplements, is actually going to be absorbed. So if you're taking a supplement, it has to be converted to that one in the blood. And once it gets through all that processes and becomes active in the blood, well, guess what? Your body thinks that your heart is more important than your bones. So even if you're taking vitamin D supplements, you might have something wrong with your heart or you might have something wrong with your prostate and your body's going to take that vitamin D that is supposed to be helping you absorb calcium and use it to do those things first. And then if there's any left over, it'll use it to help you absorb calcium. So even your body is fighting against you when it comes to taking vitamin D supplements because your body's going to decide what's a priority when it comes to the vitamin D in your bloodstream. You're not absorbing calcium, so you have osteoporosis. Your bones are weakened. You're going to have more fractures. Your body's weak. You're going to fall. You're going to break a hip. Well, not necessarily, but most people in the, who are elderly, you always hear about them breaking a hip just because of the way they fall. Vitamin D also prevents cells from growing like crazy, such as in tumors. A key for men to take vitamin D, not because of bone density, but because their prostate is a key place for tumors. And it has receptors that convert vitamin D to active vitamin D. If you take supplements, it's going to go to your prostate first, and it's going to work on creating those active vitamin D that can help reduce the rate that cells reproduce. If there's a tumor or there's something started, prostate has those receptors and it can help control how fast that tumor grows. And that's way more important than how dense your bones are. It's really important for both men and women to have enough vitamin D in their diets. There's been studies done on things like autoimmune diseases, such as multiple sclerosis, Crohn's, studies on the flu, on type 2 diabetes, people who've had a stroke, people with gout, women with postpartum depression. There's all kinds of studies out there about how people with these afflictions have deficiencies in vitamin D. There's so much more to this than we automatically think of. Symptoms for a low source of vitamin D, or if you have other issues that they'll flare up, but then you also have weakness and pain in your joints and you have sore bones and you have fatigue and drowsiness and these are key symptoms of depression. Those are physical symptoms of depression. Vitamin D also affects the mental aspect of depression in that it changes your brain chemistry so you feel overwhelmed sadness, you're forgetful, you can't concentrate, you're not interested in sex anymore, you feel anxiety. Just having this deficiency can cause so many problems in your body So the sunshine vitamin is more than just a sunshine vitamin. It is like the vitamin. It should be called, it should be D vitamin, not vitamin D. How do we get more of it? Dermatologists don't want you to get out in the sun. They don't recommend sun exposure at all. And the light therapy lamps that we use for seasonal affective disorders don't have any UV in them. You don't need UV to make serotonin in your brain and it's not good for you. So there's no UV wavelengths in sad therapy lights. You can get sun lamps like in a tanning bed. They do have UV and they will make vitamin D, but the dermatologists all say don't use tanning beds because they cause cancer. And you can buy sun lamps to sit on your table. But again, 
they do cause skin cancer. You're, you're torn. Just like in your diet where they say eggs are good for you, so eat five a day. Eggs are bad for you. Don't eat more than one a week. Eggs are good for you. It's okay. You could have one a day. Are they good or are they bad? I don't know. It just gets so confusing because like, do I go outside and get sun? Do I get my vitamin D and get cancer? Or do I stay indoors and not get cancer, but be vitamin D deficient and possibly get other kinds of cancer? It's really a struggle to figure out what to do. I prefer to play outside. So play outside, wear your sunscreen, and you're going to at least get your daily dose of vitamin D. Now you can get it from your diet. The number one way to get it from your diet is a tablespoon of cod liver oil. That will give you 200 times what you need in a day and your body will store it in fat. But make sure that it is of a good quality. I don't know that much about it, but I'm sure there are good and bad ones out there and a dietitian can probably tell you what's the best brand of cod liver oil, but a teaspoon a day is going to give you your daily dose. A tablespoon will give over 200% of your vitamin D as well as 150% of your vitamin A. And you're getting those omega-3s, which are great at fighting depression as well. Uh, the EPA omega-3 is the one that helps with depression. As much as you don't want to take it, take it. <laughs> Open your mouth and take your cod liver oil. Like they used to talk about, my grandmother used to talk about having to take cod liver oil. Wild salmon has 124% of your daily value, whereas sardines are only 17%. So the kind of fish that you're eating matters. And I'm not going to go into all of them here. I'll put them in the show notes because it is quite an exhaustive list. Um, the other thing is watch out for canned tuna. Canned tuna has about 34% of your daily value. And it's also got B3s that help reduce cholesterol and vitamin K for blood clotting, but it also has methylmercury, which has been shown to cause cancer. Therefore, we need to limit it to two servings a week. If you're like me, you like a tuna sandwich every now and then on some really soft, fresh bread, then two servings a week is, is okay. And since it's animal fats that are a source of the vitamin D3, eggs are a good source, but you're talking about the yolk and you're talking about the type of egg. A regular egg from that you buy in the store, commercially produced, has about 5% of the daily value, whereas a free-range egg, where the chickens are out and they're eating bugs and all that other stuff, you could get 20% of your daily value. So that's four times the amount of that commercially produced. They have created a chicken feed that's enriched with vitamin D, and those eggs, one whole egg of that would be 700 times your daily value. But I'm not sure what goes into the chicken feed. And there might be kinds of gross things in there. I just, I don't know enough about it, but I just thought it was interesting that now they're raising chickens on de-enriched feeds. Wild mushrooms will provide 300% of your daily vitamin D requirements. And a new option out there are what they call super D mushrooms. They're actually mushrooms that are commercially grown. And just before harvest, they expose them to UVB light. And the mushrooms actually produce D2 and become what they call supercharged defortified mushrooms. Not defortified, but fortified mushrooms or super D mushrooms. And they're they nothing like the wild mushrooms, which they're only 25% of your daily value, but it's more than commercially grown mushrooms that are grown in the dark that have nothing. 
there's increasing numbers of people who are becoming vegan or uh, are limiting their meat and egg. So now a lot of products are fortified, like soy milk and orange juice, and a lot of cereals and instant oatmeals are fortified with vitamin D to the amount of like 10 to 15% of your daily value. So even if you're not getting enough from sun exposure, you can make it up. But remember, all of these food sources you have to absorb into your bloodstream, they have to go through your livers, through your kidney, before they become active so that your body can use it for brain chemistry or absorbing calcium or all those other things I talked about. Taking a supplemental form of vitamin D can help increase the amount of calcium that your intestines absorb by increasing the total volume of active D in your blood. Once the top priority systems are taken care of, the extra can go to your intestine and it'll raise absorption from about 10 to 40%, which is, you know, substantial. You really want 30 to 40% absorption for calcium. And we're really not getting anywhere near that. So supplements will help. And it's safe to take up to 4,000 IUs a day without your doctor. But again, you don't know if you really need that much if you're not getting it tested first. All of these studies that we read about where they gave people vitamin D in the lab and their symptoms eased, a lot of those studies are done with like 10,000 and 25,000, it's like sunshine quality doses of vitamin D. And some of them are every second day and some of them are every day. And you really have to read the studies carefully to find out exactly how are they dosing people with vitamin supplements to get the results that they're getting. A good place to start when we're thinking about our vitamin D and how much we need is to get a blood test done. And for people with SAD, it really is important to get a winter blood test and a summer blood test. So you have some idea of when you should start taking your supplements and when you can stop. If you have a serious deficiency, you might be taking them all year round. I learned a lot about vitamin D by just doing a little bit of research. Definitely check out the show notes to find out which foods are best for vitamin D. And again, it's all about your health. If your body is healthy... You should be able to get enough vitamin D every day by taking a short walk in the sun, even if you're wearing sunscreen, and eating the appropriate amount of vitamin D-rich foods. Maybe you can't store up enough to last you for 10 days, but if you're making an effort, you can definitely get it without supplements. I'm not a doctor. I don't know that much about it, and I would never recommend people taking these huge amounts that I see people taking on some of these forums that I'm in. And one of the questions that they actually came up with this week was, are you taking vitamin D? Yes or no? How much are you taking? And did your doctor recommend this? And from what I'm reading, a lot of people with seasonal affective order will up their vitamin D in the wintertime, and they'll do it up to that 4,000 IU limit. But you really need that blood test to know if you should even be doing it. Well... That was a lot of information. I have been stumbling over this one for some reason. I find it really interesting, but for some reason, I just can't seem to get the words out of my mouth today. So I hope I hope you got something from it. I probably should have waited to do it another day, but I didn't want to put it off any longer. I wanted to be anti-procrastinative, if that's a word. It is now. So 
Let's look for our loving note of the week. I've got my little music box here. I'm getting a little crank so you can hear the music. And here's my note for the day. It says, make your heart the most beautiful thing about you. I like that. I really like that one. It's just kind of like, I always talk about things that make my heart smile. Doing things that make my heart feel beautiful. So, make your heart the most beautiful thing about you. Remember that. Put that, write that down. Put it somewhere where you can see it. And make yourself beautiful on the inside. Now, something exciting as a final note, I have teamed up with Jennifer Lennon. She cured herself of hypothyroid. She's reduced her depression symptoms. She's changed her life by focusing on the health of her gut, the biome, and the link between the gut and the brain. So she's going to be a regular guest here every month. She's here to present different topics related to nutrition and depression. If you have any questions, send them along. We're excited to work together and we will be here for a discussion every month to talk about your concerns when it comes to diet and nutrition and your mental health. So just remember that you've got to get out there and you've got to get your vitamin D. You've got to think positive. You've got to give yourself your high five in the morning. You've got to have your routines and use your therapy light. I've been using mine the whole time I've been sitting here. Multitasking, people, multitasking. It helps with procrastination. What else can I remind you of? There's been so many episodes now, I don't even know what I'm supposed to remind you of every week. It's kind of exciting. I am here. Send me your questions. Do not worry about whether you're bothering me. You're not bothering me at all. I am here. And you do not have to be sad by yourself. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. And don't forget to subscribe. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Rochelle Gregg or on Facebook at Rochelle Gregg. Thanks again, and I hope to see you next time.